So what is up, guys? It is great to have you here for another episode of Horsing Around, the UK's only podcast dedicated solely to the Detroit Pistons. It's been a while, um, you know, a couple of weeks since we last had an episode uh, of Horsing Around, and there's a, a number of reasons for that. The first is that I was trying to figure out what to do with the podcast, whether I was going to go fortnightly, whether I was going to do it more regularly? Was I going to do a podcast after uh, every game? Um, and then a few other things kind of took over, you know, personal life stuff. And, um, you know, I recorded a, an episode of uh, a friend's uh, podcast where we were uh, talking about uh, our American football team, uh, which is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but one of the, the things that's come out uh, of that is, it is my absolute pleasure to say that that I now have a, a new relationship with uh, Let's Talk Sports. Um, it's I'm humbled and grateful to have been asked to be part of uh, this community. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast, as you normally would uh, from your normal places, um, that's great. It's great to have you. Uh, thanks for coming back. Um, but a hello and uh, a welcome to anybody that's new and uh, that's picking this up from the Let's Talk Sport uh, community. Um, you'll be able to watch uh, these podcasts uh, in full HD color over on YouTube. Um, so if you uh, want to watch the videos, um, please do head over to YouTube um, and find Let's Talk Sports, um, subscribe, um, and you'll find a whole bunch of uh, different podcasts and for, for all, all different sports um, that you might be interested in. You might find other uh, videos and other podcasters that, that you, really, you really get into. So um, as I say, I, I'm super grateful uh, to have been asked to do this. Um, this is obviously the first one that's going uh, on the Talk Sports uh, community page. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'm just so so grateful to have been given that opportunity. Um, I hope that it will be uh, a real blessing to not only my own podcast, but but to the wider community on Let's Talk Sports. Um, you know, the last few weeks have just rolled by, as I say. Um, there are a number of times I wanted to jump on and, and do a podcast, but um, a whole bunch of things needed to be put in place uh, in my own life um, in the run-up to the new year uh, period. So thank you. Uh, for those of you that have hung off and waited uh, for the next episode. Um, there's been a number of things that have happened uh, and are happening uh, in the Detroit Pistons world. Um, so I thought we would just start off where we normally do on the podcast. Um, and that is to go over the games that we've uh, just seen over this last week. So the first one uh, was going into Charlotte uh, to play the Hornets. Um, a great game if you are really into uh, offensive basketball with very little defense, um, high scoring basketball game, back and forward. Um, for those of you that know me, that's not who I am at all. Uh, I love to see defensive basketball. Um, but what one thing that was good coming out of that game uh, was that we came out of that game with the win. Uh, there's been a number of times where we would go back and forward uh, with teams but then come out with a loss so 
very glad that we managed to get through that game to go into uh, another team's arena uh, and have that back and forward uh, and then come out with the win so that was so that was that was something to be pleased about albeit charlotte are not a great team and they're on quite a bit of a a losing streak uh, at the moment um but they all count all the wins count. So, um, as I say, super pleased to have come out of that one with a win. We had a tough loss uh, on Friday night uh, against the Sacramento Kings, um, who seem to just have our number at the moment. And uh, let's not be too down on it. They are a very good team this year. Um, and, you know, they're sitting nice and pretty uh, in that Western Conference. So, nothing to be too... Um, too down about because they are a good team. They do seem to have our number. The frustration for me in that game was that we we started so well and we blew them away in the first half. We had a we had a a, a really nice lead going into half time. Um, things were clicking. We were we were playing well on defense. We were keeping you know their threats quiet and we were we were looking really good. And then I don't know what happened. We come out in the, the third quarter and, and we looked sluggish and then we just fell apart. And just unbelievable, unbelievable to watch. And uh, we got close a few times, but just couldn't take that that jump to, to kind of get over that hump to, to get ourselves back into the lead and, and potential for a win. You know, one of my one of my best friends is a is a Chicago Bulls fan, and he used to love rubbing it in during the the, the Jordan Pippen uh, era about how they were the best third quarter basketball team in the NBA, and uh, it was difficult to argue with that. They were pretty, I mean, they were quite dominant throughout the four quarters and in, and indeed the entire season. But um, we seem to be the exact opposite of that at the moment, uh, where we come out of halftime looking really sluggish and we might have played super well uh, for the first 24 minutes and then we come out and I don't know what they do at halftime. I don't know if they're, I don't know, having a nap or whatever, but they, they tend to come out and it's unbelievable. We kind of just seem to see this drop off and you dig yourself a hole and it's incredibly difficult to get yourself back out of it, especially against good good basketball teams who will look to try and uh, kind of take advantage of that. And, you know, I get that you can come up against teams that, that you know, Allen is, is, a, is a huge difference maker. You know, I get that you come up against teams who who are just more talented, they have just more, you know, just better players uh, on their squad. But the, the great equaliser is always effort. And we need to be making sure that, especially when you're coming out of, having had that break at half time to just get yourself prepared, ready to come out and to give that same same effort uh, as you did in the first half. Um, yeah, we just need to make sure that we're having that same effort throughout the whole game. Don't dig yourself a hole that you're, you're going to have to try and dig yourself out of uh, in the fourth quarter. You know, last night we played the, the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, KD and Kyrie Irving were were back in, so I went in not expecting much. Um, I expected them to go off, 
Um, certainly didn't expect the, the first half that we saw. Um, we had a huge lead. It was awesome. Again, everything clicking, very similar to the Kings game in the sense that um, we were good on both ends of the floor. Um, we were keeping their guys quiet. It was really, really great. Um, but then we see a, another kind of collapse. It wasn't it, it, it wasn't a spectacular collapse in the same way that that was in the Kings game, but it, it was a collapse nonetheless. It was almost like a silent collapse where you kind of it was just happening and it didn't seem to be as spectacular. And it's difficult to figure out whether that's whether that was all on us or whether it was just that KD and Kyrie seemed to step up and they managed to to kind of get themselves into a, a really good position. They got the lead. Um, and at that point, it was kind of like, oh, they've got the lead now. Are we going to be able to do anything here? And, you know, you know me, I'm usually Mr. Super optimistic when it comes to the team. So I'm like, yeah, we'll be able to kind of get this back and... You know, we again we we didn't we didn't fall away. We didn't get blown out. Um, we hung around, but it just not enough to be able to get. We had this, it was a really cool end to the game. You know, where we still had an opportunity, but just couldn't really kind of get it done. Um, you know, I'm sure that I'm not alone in this. Um, you know, I'm absolutely hating the fact that we're losing as many games as we are. You know, I'm not alone in that. I get that. Um, but one of the things that 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 keeps me wanting to root for them is that while we're losing games, we're losing far more games than than we win. If they were coming off the court and you got a vibe that it wasn't bothering them, that they had kind of resigned themselves to well, we're just a bunch of losers and uh, and that's it. You know, and you see that on social media where, you know, certain players are kind of tagged as as bums or lazy or just, just not good enough. Um, people are sick of losing. I, I, I get that. I, I get that. But I don't seem to get a vibe off these guys that they are kind of giving up or... They've just resigned themselves to it. You can see that it, that it hurts them. They, they they want to get better, and they will. They they will get better. And it's about how you respond to these these losing streaks. How do you how do you build on? And that's one of the things that that I want us to to be looking to try and do as we 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 get over into the new year, between now and the end of the season. I want us to I want to see us look to build so. Don't just get a win and then lose the next four or five. I want us to see, you know, I want us to believe that we can win and then win another one. And then let's see if we can win that next one and try and get a little run going. Um, you know, we ended the season last year really well. And we are capable of putting uh, little streaks and runs together. But I'm not seeing anything from these guys to suggest to me that they've given up or they don't care. And that helps me to continue to want to root for them because they do care. And I think it's unfair. It's unfair to uh, to just dismiss them. 
and as I say, I get that losing most nights sucks. It does. But we're fans for a reason and we need to get behind them and, and believe that, that in this period of developing, that they will get better and that there will come a day. <laughs> there will come a day where we will win more games than we'll lose and we'll go up over the 500 and we will be a team that, that are in the playoffs. But you know, I'm excited about the future and, and I hope that, that most people are too and that we can get over this. And I, and I get that social media is what it is. You know, people like to, to kind of vent on social media and, you know, I, I get it. But one of the real bonuses from, from last night's game was a player who has openly admitted that he was in a slump. Jaden Ivey um, has admitted that he felt he was in a slump. Anybody with two eyes would see that that he started the season ridiculously well, probably exceeded some of our expectations. Uh, maybe not everyone, because people were really high on him anyway. But he managed to transition straight into the NBA. I don't think that people give him uh, enough slack for being a rookie. Um, but he admitted himself that he had been a bit in a bit of a slump. And... I'm not sure if that was a confidence thing. I don't know if he was trying to force it too much. There was definitely a, a few times where I felt that he was forcing it a bit too much. And then he was turning the ball over. Um, and that that probably is frustrating. Um, I know myself that when you give the ball to the other team, it does kind of suck and it does get into your head a bit. But it was so good to see him last night get fired up. Um, and some of those dunks were... You could see that he was, he was loving it, and uh, and it, and it was kind of building him up as the game went on. And he had a good game uh, last night against the Nets. Um, so I'm not going to dog on him too much because I think that we need to remember that he is a rookie and that he's still learning. And there will come a point where um, where we can be critical of him, um, but not in his first year, and certainly not in his second. But if we see the lack of effort then I think that, that, that he's open game. But I don't think that that's the case. I think that it was more a case of him trying to step up. Um, and the reason for that is probably for another thing that we're going to talk about now is that um, Cade Cunningham uh, being kind of shut down for the season, where he's going to have to have that season-ending surgery on his shin. And I think we were all really disappointed that we haven't been able to see him and Jaden uh, gel and and work together. I think we were all excited about how that backcourt was gonna was gonna look as they looked to try and develop together. So whether Jaden was feeling that he needed to kind of step up even more, and that was maybe not the right thing to do. He just needed to concentrate on developing himself uh, within the within the team. Um, but as I say, he had a good game last night. So Cade, um, with this this surgery that he's going to have to have, um, you know me, I, I'm a firm believer that, that Cade Cunningham will be a huge superstar uh, in this league. And I'm excited to see how he's going to progress. Um, and I hope that, that he plays his entire career in Detroit. Um, let, let's hope that happens, that we, uh, when he hits that peak, that we... Uh, 
um, are good enough that he wants to stay um, and win a title. Um, I'm disappointed that he's having to have this surgery, but the fact that that he, this has apparently been bothering him since preseason probably goes some way to to unpacking uh, how he was playing. Uh, you know, it was amazing some of the the stuff that was on social media about him, like unreal. Um, that he uh, he was in this slump and. Uh, was he a bust? All this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, this is insane. But it maybe goes some way. Anybody who's played any sport and has it even had kind of shin splints, they hurt. They hurt. And the fact that he's been playing through that pain um, for as long as he was. And the thing is, he had a great start to the season. And I think that's what um, has frustrated most of us is that he seemed to be playing really, really well. He was getting into that groove and then he was kind of inactive. Um, we weren't really sure. We thought it might, oh, he might be out for a couple of games. Um, and then it got more serious. And he, and now it's the fact he's going to be out for the season. I think it's, I'm okay if this means that, that he will get the proper, um, the proper surgery, proper recovery time to be able to come into next year. Um, and we're going to get to see him and Jaden uh, develop together. And Jaden Ivey is not going to be a rookie anymore. He's going to have had these games under his belt. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. And if that, uh, if this surgery means that he can come in and be back on track, um, then I'm all for it. Um, and let's see um, what that can do. Um, let's talk about Killian Hayes. He is busting out. Uh, he's been awesome these last few weeks. And, um, you know, again, another one that was getting absolutely slaughtered uh, on social media, uh, calling him a, a bust and various other things. And uh, he, he was awful. <laughs> you know, anybody that knows me, uh, you might remember from the very first episode of this podcast, you know that I'm a believer uh, in Killian Hayes. I just was waiting for him to, to kind of break out. Um, but I'm the first to admit that he was awful. Uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, there was all of that talk about him, you know, dropping down to the G League. Should he be cut? Should he be traded? What can we do with with Killian Hayes? Um, that he that he was a bust, and anybody with two eyes could see that that people had a point. You know, he was awful, and as each game went on, it just seemed like his confidence was getting lower and lower and lower to the point where. There was times where he was open. He would receive the ball and he was open by quite a bit. And rather than shoot the ball, because he was so petrified that he was going to miss, he would hold on to it and then try and force a pass and either turn the ball over or put a teammate into an awkward position. And it was awful to watch um on a number of levels it was awful to watch on a basketball level but also awful to watch a player that you that you believe in uh, struggling so much so it's been awesome to see him kind of break out over these last few weeks and not in a kind of i told you so way but just awesome to see a, a, a basketball player who was struggling and going through this kind of uh, period of adversity to be able to um, break out 
to rebuild his confidence um, to the point now where it's like you can see him almost like, give me the ball. I want the ball. Uh, he, he's been great. Um, and when he's getting these shots and getting up and shooting with that, that lefty shot that, that looks a bit weird because um, we're so tuned in to, to seeing right-handed uh, shooting, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing to see the confidence. He seems to be going around the basketball court um, almost like another three or four inches taller. You know, he's not slouching as much. Um, that confidence is there. You can see the grit and the determination that's in there. And he's really stepped up. Um, and sure, that hasn't really kind of transcended to uh, many wins. Uh, but certainly he's not a bust and he's been doing really, really well. And I'm sure that whatever I say here, um, anybody who, who is not a Killian Hayes fan will still uh, look to try and dog him. But I, I certainly look um, look upon him in a, in a much more uh, favourable light, uh, albeit a, I'm a believer anyway, but I'm super excited um, to see him regain his confidence and to be someone who is not petrified to shoot the ball or to have the ball in his hands and not look to try and put one of your teammates uh, into a, an awkward position. Um, you know, another thing that, that's got me excited is Jalen Duran. Uh, you know, he's, he's developing nicely. He's only 19 uh, years old. Um, but man, he, he is really getting me excited. Um, you know, I've said it before, you know, I'm, I'm super optimistic um, and I can be a bit too uh, optimistic and confident and various other words that you want to throw uh, when it comes to the Pistons. But when I've been looking at Jalen Duran, I've been getting this Kevin Garnett vibe from him. Uh, you know, he's he's big, he's strong, uh, he's good on both ends of the floor. Uh, on the defensive end, he's good for, for rebounding and blocking. Uh, he... Uh, needs to develop some of the kind of you know the, the kind of man to man uh, kind of defense, but that'll come. Uh, again, you don't expect awesome defense uh, in the NBA from rookies, but they'll get it. He'll get it, um, and he's good on the offensive end. Uh, some of these dunks, he is a strong, strong guy, um, and I, I'm excited to see him develop. And one of the things that that I saw on social media was a a picture of him. Uh, and beef stew, and it had welcome to the dog pound, and and I like that. Our four and our five. This is the dog pound, um, and you know, people that know me know that I love the the, the Larry Brown Pistons. They, they were the that was the team that that kind of allowed us to be super uh, cocky when it came to our basketball team. We were proud uh, to wear you know the badges. Uh, we were proud to to say we were a Pistons fan because they were awesome. And one of the things that I've wanted for a long, long time is uh, another combination uh, like Sheed and Ben Wallace. Um, and I would love for Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran to become that partnership um, where we see our new version uh, of that Sheed and Big Ben uh, partnership. And I know you'll be saying, you know, calm the Jets, calm the Jets. But we need to remember that, you know, Isaiah Stewart is just a young guy too. You know, the, the ceiling is is right there. And, um, you know, it's much higher than we're currently seeing it at the moment. And if those two can develop 
uh, as we've been seeing, uh, you know, our four and our five, um, then it's going to be pretty nice uh, moving forward. And I know that you will be saying, you know, calm down, calm down, but you just never know. You know, it's amazing how uh, how young our, our team is and uh, the fact that the ceiling is so high, that there is still this, a lot of development uh, and progress to be made uh, with this young team. And so let's give it time and let's be excited about what, what the future looks like for uh, the Detroit Pistons. But in amongst that young core, we do have uh, a number of of veteran players and really good ones. Uh, you know, Alec Burks has been been great since he came in, but none have come close to uh, Bogey Bogdanovic. He uh, is in the starting five. He has been giving us twenty points a night. Um, he is. He has been. He's been good. I was going to say he's been awesome. There's been a few games where he, he's been okay. Um, he's great on the offensive end, on the defensive end, not so much. Um, and despite what the Detroit Pistons are saying, the the trade rumors uh, persist, and um, a lot of different destinations being offered uh, for Bogdanovic. You know, I get it. You know, he while he doesn't give you much on the defensive end, he is a real threat on the offensive end of the floor. And if you are uh, a contender and you don't mind taking on you know his contract um, then I could see why he would be uh, an attractive uh, player to go after um, you know if you're looking for that as you're heading to the end of the season uh, into the playoffs you genuinely believe you've got a, a shot then to have someone like him uh, in your squad uh, who can come in uh, he's not a player that that tends to need you know a good few shots to get going he he goes from the very beginning you know he's he's very very uh effective on the offensive end so i can get why uh, teams that are contenders would would be looking to try and bring him in but um while he may well be uh a, a must have on the the list of uh, contenders. The question for me is, would I trade him? You know, it, it, would that be in the best interests uh, of the Detroit Pistons moving forward? And I, I guess from a selfish point of view, um, I don't want to lose uh, that twenty points a night. Um, you know, I'd quite like to keep that <laughs> uh, on our team, uh, but at the same time, it feels a shame for a player like that to spend what are probably his last few years um, getting good minutes uh, in his NBA career. You know, he's, what, 33 now, so he's probably only got another few years left in him. Uh, he's going to get big minutes uh, in Detroit. Might not get that elsewhere. Maybe he feels that he wants to keep playing uh, more regularly rather than sitting on the bench and only being brought in for small minutes. Um, who knows? But it, so I'm kind of conflicted. Um, we would likely be offered uh, some nice trade packages for him. Uh, his contract isn't that big that that it's a that it's a massive risk to 
uh, these contenders. Um, you might get some nice, a nice package with some nice draft picks that are peppered in there. Some serviceable uh, veteran players might get some young players. I don't know if we necessarily need any more young players, but um, but for me, Bogey is more than just the the kind of twenty points a game that that we get out of him. He seems to have a an incredibly wise head on him. He seems to be a real pro, uh, which is great. Um, that's clearly rubbing off on on the other guys. Um, when was the last time you heard of uh, any negativity coming out of of the team or uh, in these individuals' uh, personal lives? Seems to be, you know, quite level headed. And I think that he's that's a great asset to have. Um, they're all going to be getting the opportunity to learn uh, from him in that kind of arena. And I don't think you can put a figure on the value of something like that. I think that that's incredibly valuable uh, to have that kind of extra uh, life coaching as well as the basketball coaching and, and his basketball ability um, and his experience uh, within the NBA uh, and just in life uh, as that rubs off on these guys that are like 19, 20, 21. Um, so I'm not really sure what I would be willing to give up. Uh, in terms of any kind of trade, um, certainly not the the one that I saw earlier, which was the uh, from the, the the Lakers, which was the the protected first round pick um, and Patrick Beverly. Uh, for me, that that's not a good deal. Um, I certainly wouldn't be looking for any protected uh, picks. I think that it, it starts to become more interesting when it's uh, unprotected uh, first round picks. But again, I'm not 100% sure that that we necessarily need more young players. I think that we have a decent young core. And there does come a point, there comes a point in any organization's existence that, that you need to say, right, we have our young core. We need to stop hoarding these draft picks. Um, to the, or, or not even hoard, we don't even really hoard them. We, can, we do tend to use them uh, within other trades and things like that. But, and unprotected ones are better than protected ones. Uh, or these serv serviceable journeymen that we might have for, you know, six months and they go at the end of the season and we have this huge cap space. Because I think that we know that, that Detroit is not the, uh, the top of the list of destinations for, for marquee, free agents you know they're kind of they don't tend to have Detroit at the top of their uh, top of their list of places that they want to go that's okay we, we can build a team it's kind of what we do um, so I'm kind of in that place where you know I, I'm quite happy to to have Bogdanovich with us uh, I don't think his his contract's massive uh, we're not in a position where we need to pay our young players uh the big contracts yet. I mean, that'll come, uh, but we're not quite there yet. I'd quite like to just see us um, continue to develop, allow Bogdanovich to to continue to rub off on uh, these young players that we have. Um, 
and see where we where we go from that. You know, I'd much rather have another year and a half of him uh, running with our squad, um, doing what he needs to do on the offensive end. Um, certainly doesn't look like he hates being in Detroit, um, which is always a bonus. Uh, I might be wrong. You might want to head to a contender. You know, I don't know why you would uh, want to go to the Lakers. I don't think they're a contender this year. Um, who knows? It's still a lot of basketball to be played. Um, but at the moment, they don't look great. Would he tip them over? I'm not sure. Um, but for the record, uh, I really hope that we hold on to him. I think that uh, what he offers us uh, is far more than just the, the points that he puts up on the on the basketball court. I think what he brings uh, off the court uh, is incredibly valuable to the point where I just don't know what I would be willing to say, yep, let's get that trade done. Um, you know, let's just see uh, what that looks like moving forward um, as we move into uh, next year, having had another season to kind of develop uh, some of the younger uh, the younger players and uh, these rookies have got a, a season under their belt. We welcome Cade back um, and we, we, we run next season. Let's see if we can... Uh, you know, we we already have more wins now than we did last year. That maybe doesn't feel like that uh, at this time, um, but but progress is being made. Although it maybe is tough to kind of go through, um, and I'd I'd like to think that Bogdanovich, uh, not only uh, with his with his play on the court, has had a, a hand in that in terms of uh, what he's bringing to the uh, to the table. As I say. I think the season's probably a bust uh, anyway. We're, 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 you know, I predicted it at the start. I was super optimistic and felt that we would we would develop and progress even more than we did last year, especially the way we ended the season um, and get ourselves into the playoffs. I can't see that happening now. Um, but it looks like we, as I say, we'll be able to welcome Cade back next year. Um, our young players will have uh, had a season under their belts. Um, or for some of them, another season under their belts. Um, we're likely to have another lottery pick. Um, who knows, we might even have the number one pick, uh, dare I say, Victor Wambayana. Uh, who knows? Um, it's doubtful that we'll get another number one pick. Uh, but it's Christmas time, you never know. Let's hope for a for a, for a, a miracle that we can dare to dream. Uh, and talking about Dreaming before Christmas, we have a few games uh, before Christmas comes. Uh, you know, this well, tomorrow night uh, we'll be hosting the uh, the Utah Jazz, and then we'll head into Philadelphia, and then a game uh, on Friday night against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, and to be honest, it's difficult to see where a win is coming in there. Um, but the way that we play, it, it's becoming to a point where. You can just never predict it. It's, um, all the games are difficult in the NBA. Um, you know, if you look at the standings, uh, very few teams are actually kind of running away with it. You know, it seems there's been quite a few. Um, what in any other season would have been surprise, uh, surprise results. Uh, some teams winning where you would have expected the other team to win, and and various other things. So you never know. As I say, it's Christmas time. Let's hope for uh, a Christmas miracle and that Pistons play a full four quarters and they don't fall off in the third quarter uh, against these teams. Who knows? But looking at it, I'm finding it difficult to see 
Um, you know, Utah at home. Um, who knows? Let's let's hope for a a, a decent sized crowd uh, in Little Caesars and the home advantage. Maybe that. Let's see if we can get uh, another one over the line. Um, Philly, it'll, it'll be it'll be difficult. Um, Atlanta. We usually play well against them, but just can't seem to, uh, you know, let's hope that, who knows? Um, I'm not going to predict uh, anything other than that. I think it'll be difficult. Uh, and if we pick up a win uh, out of the three games, then, then that would be that would be awesome. Uh, but we can all hope for uh, an early Christmas present uh, and the Pistons getting us some wins. But, as I say, we are almost uh, at Christmas and we are at the end of uh, this episode and I, again I just want to say a huge uh, thank you to to Dan uh, at Let's Talk Sports for inviting me uh, to be part of the community. Uh, it's a real honour and privilege to be part of it so a huge thank you um, and a thank you to you for listening or watching depending on what you're doing. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, please do go and subscribe to the podcast and again go over to Let's Talk Sport on YouTube uh, and subscribe there too and pick up some more uh, podcasts that you might find and enjoy uh, over there. I hope you all have a great Christmas doing whatever it is that you will be doing uh, and whoever you are with. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm Neil Watson and this has been another episode of Horsing Around, the UK's only podcast dedicated to Detroit Basketball!